This is a production of the Gold Arrow Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Gold Arrow Camp Podcast, a podcast for friends of Gold Arrow Camp. Throughout the year, we join you to bring your day some of what makes Gold Arrow special. Our goal is to help you have fun, make friends, and grow throughout the year, not just when you're at GAC. Since we can't get together in real life, we gather here around the virtual campfire. Now, this is maybe a change if you subscribe to Wada Day, our daily podcast from the summer. Uh, today, we swap back to our original podcast, The Pogcast. If you don't get the joke, one of our favorite drinks at camp is passion orange guava juice, uh, which we call Pog. And so this is The Pogcast. Uh, this podcast is longer than Wada Day, and it comes out less often. Uh, each episode is a longer interview uh, with a staff member or maybe a camp parent, once in a while a camper. Uh, we also have uh, some of your favorite parts of morning assembly, like joke of the day and wows and a friendship tip. Um, so welcome back to the podcast. Today we're thrilled. We've got Gold Arrow's newest director. It's Cheerio. My name is Soy, and I'm a director here at Gold Arrow Camp, and I'm also the host of the Gold Arrow Camp podcast. And today, our very special guest is Gold Arrow's newest year-round employee, our newest assistant director, Cheerio. The last time Cheerio was on the show was way back in episode eight of the podcast. Uh, she came on, she called in from her teaching job in Florida and talked about what we call the happiness hurricane. Uh, but today, she doesn't have to call in. She's joining us right here in the studio at the Gold Arrow Camp World Headquarters Say hello to Cheerio. Oh, welcome to the podcast. It's Cheerio. Thank you, Soy. Welcome back. I'm so happy you're here. You've been on the podcast before. I have. I actually wrote down when you were on. You were on in 2017. You wow. You were our eighth guest ever. <laughs> it's Cheerio. So a lot of people know you. Like if people have been to camp, they know Cheerio, Cheerio. But maybe people are listening who haven't ever been to camp. They don't know who you are. So kind of short story, who are you and what do you do for camp? So I'm Cheerio. I've worked at camp for 11 years. And I'm now an assistant director, which just means I help out anybody who needs it. Um, talk to parents and assist campers and counselors and help with hiring. And it's a fun adventure. It is a fun adventure. Um so before you came to work for camp full-time, what did you do? I was a teacher. I taught students with intellectual disabilities. I taught kindergarten, and I taught second grade. Wow. Like, when, what was your favorite age group to teach? Um, I always say second grade was my favorite grade because um, the students are independent, but they're so much fun. So. <laughs> See, I, I taught high school and like, kindergarten, <laughs> second grade. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Not not where I'm comfortable at all. I'm like, are they 14? I can deal with a 14-year-old. Real comfortable there. How do you think your teaching career kind of cross-pollinated with camp? Because I know that you came and worked at camp before you were even a teacher. Like, you worked at camp when you were in college. So how did those two things kind of blend together once you got to the classroom? I do think it's interesting that the reason – part of the reason I came to camp was because I had um, summers free and everybody else was doing internships. And internships weren't helpful for me as a future teacher. So I was like, well, what would future teachers be doing? And I thought <laughs> they would do what kids are doing. So what are kids doing? They're going to summer camp. So I should go to summer camp. <laughs> so 
How did you end up, because you're from Indiana, like I'm from Indiana, because yeah. the Indiana squad represents. <laughs> yes. How did you end up all the way on the West Coast at a camp in California coming out of like a teacher prep program in Indiana thinking, where are kids going? Yes. Um, I had a family friend who came to camp several years ago named Bulldog. Okay. So shout out to Bulldog, um, who told me to look no further than Gold Arrow Camp. So that's what I tell everybody else now. <laughs> Like, look no further i've solved your problem yes <laughs> so you came to camp and then you would go back to school and then you you got a teaching job how did like what you had learned at camp how did that influence how you ran your classroom i definitely i learned so much from camp and being a counselor about um how the relationship is more important is the most important thing first and then you can get to the curriculum um, so I feel like it brought, it helped me bring a lot of energy to my classroom and, um, made me focus on the students and what they actually need in order to be able to do my job as a teacher. It's really good. Connection. <laughs> we talk about connection before correction, but you're talking about connection before curriculum. anything. Yes. Connection before curriculum. <laughs> yes. Connection, connection, connection. Yeah. <laughs> I agree for what it's worth. I think all of it is like connection based. Like you can't do anything at all really without having a connection with somebody first i think but i i agree okay so we both agree so it must be true <laughs> how do you think there's a lot of talk about school reform and how we can make schools better and how we can improve student performance obviously we both believe connection is the key to that how else do you think schools could change to like incorporate the lessons from camp to make schools more effective wow that's a big question <laughs> Um, We're solving all of the world's <laughs> problems right here on this little humble podcast, Cheerio. Um, I definitely think, I don't know that I have specific ideas, but just that, you know, all kids deserve the same amazing education and relationship with their teacher or whoever else at their school. Um, so I guess I just would say equity and equality, however you sure. can make that happen. And then... Um, training for teachers that helps them uh, really like live into the strengths that they have and bring mm. that to their own classroom. Because I think when they're doing that, then they're able to do that for their students. And I don't know how that all works out with like raising scores and all that stuff, but. <laughs> well, yeah. And I'm not convinced that raising <laughs> scores is indicative of better education, but. Agreed. Huh. <laughs> it's almost like we work at a place where there aren't tests. <laughs> kids can just better themselves and like live in community it's wild it is wild <laughs> all right we obviously both love camp what's your absolute favorite thing about camp my favorite thing about camp is seeing um campers that didn't know each other before or well sorry grow in different ways including in their friendships with each other and also um when they set goals and achieve them in whatever way that is usually at activities but in other areas as well it's just really fun to see like that two weeks can really make a big impact for one kid it's true i was talking with uh, trips yesterday who's a group counselor and i, I asked her because she talked about goal setting like okay so what do you think percentage wise of your campers over the summer achieve their goals and she's like oh it's 100 percent." that's like, amazing like, really and she's <laughs> like yeah i mean some kids might change the goal once they participate in something and they might think oh i thought i was going to be a great wakeboarder it turns out maybe i should learn to kneeboard first but she said that like that's a big part of being a group counselor is like talking about goals and helping kids with goals. And I thought it was really cool that 
that kids can kind of actualize, oh, the goal I set wasn't so accurate. Maybe I should revise that. And I think like often societally, we don't give kids enough credit for being self-aware. Totally. And so I was really refreshed to hear that from her. And she's going into education too. So <laughs> when she gets a teaching credential, we'll all sit around and we'll solve all the problems. Awesome. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be super easy. Um, so this year for the first year in your 11 years and the first year of my 12 years, you and I shared an office at camp. Yes, we along did. With, there's a third person, the director of parent and camper communication, Chelster, sits kind of behind us. So we share one desk and Chelster's at the other desk. So let's be honest with the people who listen to the podcast. What's the best part about sharing an office with me? The best part about sharing an <laughs> office with Soy, there's two things. It would have to be um, how much he makes you laugh and the funny noises that he produces. <laughs> I'm not a quiet worker. It's fair. <laughs> um, and sometimes I do make little <laughs> noises. <laughs> okay, so I try and limit my noises when you are. Yeah. Listen, I'm trying to be me, but when you're maybe on the phone with a parent, I try and limit the noises because um, you do talk to parents and I talk to parents and Chelsea talks to parents. Um, if you had to give a piece of advice to parents who are sending their kids to camp maybe for the first time, what advice would you have for them? I think my advice would be, um, I know it's impossible, but try not to worry mm. and um, just send them off with really like, I don't know, with a lot of excitement and um, send them lots of letters and all those things, but know that they're having a great time. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it's hard to remember because like we work at camp and in camping. And so for me, it's a totally natural thing. Well, yeah, you send your kids to camp, but you forget that like for parents who maybe went to camp, but that was years ago <laughs> or maybe they're going because somebody said, hey, you send your kids to camp and they never even went to camp. Like right. it is a huge deal to like put your kid on the bus and send them to the mountains for it's two a weeks. a long time. <laughs> and and to people that maybe you've met in person if you came to like a GAC event, but probably just talk to us on the phone and we're just saying, trust us. <laughs> yeah. And I know that it's, it's a huge deal to be able to say to parents, no, trust us. Uh, and I, it's, I have to remind myself, yes, like that's a big deal to just let your child go. So this year, one of the things you brought to our office that we've never done before that I thought was really cool was you kind of looked at maybe the way some of our campers struggle um, with impulse control or other things. And, and you did some research and you put together a sensory bin, yes. which is sitting on a desk in the podcast studio right now. I'm staring at the sensory bin, podcasting a notoriously visual medium. Um, we'll maybe take a picture of this and put it up on on the page where the podcast posts, but could you talk a little bit about what's in the sensory bin and how campers use the sensory bin and kind of what impacts you saw from it this year? Definitely. Um, so in the sensory bin, we have different things. We have some um, supplies to make breathing beads, which were a huge hit this summer um, that one of our trainers, Ginger, taught us all about. Um, we have some Play-Doh, some um, stress balls of different types. Um, some stuff that I think the technical name is Floam, but it's oh, like, yeah. um, I don't know. It's like a weird little foamy it's material. It's kind of a foamy thing that you can make into shapes and you yes. can squeeze, but it doesn't like burst. It's wild. Yes, it is wild. Big fan on this side <laughs> of the desk. And then we have some other things. Um, these are all things I found that are supposed to be good for calming people down. Um, so 
I have a few things that weren't used as often, but like we have some um, twistables and then some scented twistables, which are also very Ooh. fun. Um, anyway, so we have this in our office for anybody, um, honestly, camper or staff member who just like some people were like, hey, can I just have a, like a stress ball? Like, it's just like nice to yep. have in my pocket. I'm like, sure, go for it. <laughs> um, and then, oh, we also have a few books that are great for certain things. Like I have a book called Wilma Jean, The Worry Machine. And um, it's just about a little girl who worries. And so. And we have Soda Pop Head as well. Oh, yeah. Wherever Soda Pop Head is. Yes. It's in the box. Which is so. maybe about people who have some trouble controlling their emotions when they get upset. Yes. Um, and then we have one called My Mouth is a Volcano. Anyway, there's a bunch of books. And they're just good for anybody who um, that that might be like a harder thing for them to deal with. Like uh, if you're a big worry person, then. Some campers identify with that, and that helps them feel like they're not the only one who worries. And get and it, all the books give tactics on how to um, make that like easier for them. Well, and I think like watching it in action and seeing campers deal with it, because again, my background is is older kids, and mm-hmm. so like you don't see a ton of sensory boxes at the high school level. Um, and so watching kids like manipulate something as simple as like a stress ball or a piece of play doh when they're upset and I mean, we talked about parents trusting us, but there are some high stress things at camp, especially for kids on their first time. You're away from home. It's why camp is so good, right? It, it builds confidence. It gives them that exposure. Mm-hmm. But like, how do you deal with that stress in a healthy way? Mm-hmm. Did you think it was successful? I definitely think it was successful. It's like that quote that's like, if I made one person's life better or yeah, something like yeah. that, I feel like if it worked for at least one kid, then it was helpful. And it definitely worked for several kids and even staff members it, sometimes they would just come in and just start like playing with it and they'd be like oh i feel i feel great now thanks yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> I, i'm not saying i dug in the in the sensory bin but there were some days where i had to go to the sensory bin, so <laughs> it's awesome um, and it is it's like i'm old enough that i should be able to process that kind of stuff and sometimes it's like i just needed something to squeeze for three minutes and then suddenly your body goes okay well we can we can process this we can deal with yeah this. i think everybody feels calmer it's like Everybody has their own things that help them calm down. Yeah. Sometimes it's going on a walk or doing other things, but sometimes just having like a little tool, like yeah, for even sure. for full grown, like 80 year old adults, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think everyone can find something that helps them. A hundred percent. Okay. So that's the sensory bin. We'll put a picture of that up. I think, you know what else I think we should do, Cheerio? What? I think we should put a video up of how to make breathing beads because oh. they were a tremendous success. I agree with you. And I think that's a good resource. So we're going to do that. We'll put that on the page as well. It'll be on YouTube. It'll be everywhere. Look for it. Cool. When this hits your ears, it'll already be out there. (laughs) All right, Cheerio. You've given us a ton of your valuable time. Now it's time to wrap things up. The speed round. Five questions we ask absolutely everybody who comes on the podcast. Here they go. I'm going to go back and listen to your old answers and see if they've (laughs) changed at all. Your favorite camp song. Uh, My favorite camp song is the Hippopotamus song. What would make... A hippopotamus smile. That's a good song. <laughs> uh, favorite item on the salad bar? Um, olives. They are so good. <laughs> I, I don't mind an olive. I don't know that I ever would have made it top of my list, but it takes all kinds to make the world go round. <laughs> Around the campfire, mallows or popcorn? Um, mallows. Ch- solid choice. All-time um, favorite lip balm flavor? I think s'mores. Oh, the Campfire S'mores one. Yes. The special. special promo. You couldn't get it at camp. You yes. could only get it at like runners events or GAC parties. Yes. Uh, no, <laughs> we had that one custom made. It was it was tremendously good. 
And then finally, Cheerio, what's your real name? It's oh, him. we're all out of time. <laughs> we had you on the, and we ran out of time again. It's like every time I have you on, we run out of time before we get to your real name. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the podcast, Cheerio. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Joke of the cast, joke of the cast. 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 Joke of the cast. Do you guys know what's made out of metal and sounds like Tom Jones? Trombones. Get it? Trombones. At camp, we love making friends, but we know it's harder to make friends at home. That's why we bring you this. The Friendship Tip of the Week. You know, one of the most stressful parts about making friends is meeting new people. So at camp, we made that easier. We came up with an acronym to help us when we meet new people. It's five simple steps that we can do when we meet somebody new that immediately makes everybody more comfortable and makes it easier to start making new friends. So that acronym is WESTI. That's W-E-S-T-I. And here's what it stands for. When you meet somebody new, W, give them that nice warm smile. E. Look into their eyes. Make good eye contact. S. Shake their hand. Could be a high five. Could be a fist bump. Something along those lines. A little bit of formal contact. T. Tell them who you are and how you feel. So you want to tell them, hey, my name is Soy and I'm really happy to meet you. Hey, my name is Soy and I'm a little bit nervous that we're here at camp. How are you feeling? And then I is introduce them to other people. So if you know someone else who's there, perhaps this is someone who's just uh, entered your classroom for the first time or is just getting off the bus at camp, you can say, hi, I'm Soy. It's nice to meet you. I'm really excited you're here. Hey, this is Cheerio. She works here too. I'm sure she'd love to meet you. And then those people can start to talk. And before you know it, you have a circle of people around you who know each other and can start to know each other better and you can start to become friends. So that's what we suggest. Friendship tip of the week. Greet people with Westy. And now it's time for some words of inspiration around here. We call those Gaxpirations. You can find them every Friday on our social media channels. Here's a little one from one of our favorites, John Muir. Going to the mountains is going home. At Morning Assembly, one of our favorite games, and a game that we can play at home, is something we call Stat of the Day. So, Tank, hit me with that Stat of the Day jingle. Stat of the day, stat of the day, dabba dooba doo, stat of the day, dad of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Bop. So the way stat of the day works is this. At camp, we ask a question every day. It's like, how many sailboats does camp own? And then cabins think all day and they count and they try and figure out and they submit it. And the next morning at morning assembly, we decide who was closest and we give them the stat of the day trophy, which they get to keep for the day. It's a high honor. It's incredible. The way it's going to work here is I'm going to read you a stat of the day question and you're going to send me an email to wow, W-O-W, at goldarrowcamp.com. And the person who submits the closest guess will be the winner for stat of the day for this week on the podcast. Uh, and they will have eternal glory. Maybe we'll shout them out on our social media channels. So here it is, the first Stat of the Day podcast for the podcast. How many pennants did we order to send to campers when they enrolled? Again, when you enroll, you get a little felt pennant that says GAC 2020. How many pennants did we order to send to campers when they enroll? Well, that does it. That's another Gold Arrow Camp podcast in the books. All we have to do now is say goodbye and say some thank you. So here they are. Special thanks to Cheerio for coming on the show, being in studio to record because she works at our office now. That was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed it. And thanks to you, 
the podcast listener. We're thrilled that you're a part of our family, and we're thrilled that you listen. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, and if you don't like the show, send me an email. Wow, W-O-W, at goldarrowcamp.com. Let me know what you want to have on the show. We want the show to be as much about you as it is about us. As always, I'm Soy, and I'll save a marshmallow for you. <laughs>